This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Breaking news, WABC. And tonight on Cats and Cosby, big breaking news, a New York State judge has ordered former President Donald Trump to pay $355 million and be temporarily banned from doing business in the state where he clearly made his name a stunning decision and far-reaching. This is Rita Cosby. We have John Katsimatidis is joining us now, too, also. And also, we have Ed Cox, Tony Carbonetti, and former Governor David Patterson, and uh, John, real quick, your reaction. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm a little bit taken back, and I uh, that's a lot of money, and I I hope uh, it's reversed uh, somewhere in the state because I just think uh, it's not right. Uh, no fine should be that that much. I don't think he did anything terribly bad. And I'll defer to uh, uh, our lawyer there, uh, uh, Ed Cox. Ed Cox, what say you? This statute is a very unconstitutional statute that attorney generals in the past have used very, very carefully. It certainly does not imply, apply in this very political situation with no damages and no intent. It is a persecution versus a prosecution. Let's go actually to a great, great lawyer, of course, constitutional expert, Alan Dershowitz, uh, former Harvard Law School professor. Uh, professor Dershowitz, your reaction to this big news? Well, in 60 years of practicing criminal law, I have never come across a case, and I've read probably 10,000 cases. They've never come across a case where there are no damages, where the banks made money, where there were no complaining witnesses, where there's no intention, and where this amount of money has been caused as a fine. It's clearly unconstitutional. It clearly is, uh, although it's not criminal, it's civil, but it's cruel and unusual punishment. It violates any sense of proportionality, and I would hope it would be reversed by the appellate division or by the New York Court of Appeals, but remember that the appellate division, too, is very political, and they're uh, elected judges, and um, New York County, of course, is 85% Democrat, And so, you know, this is an abuse of the legal system. And the message it sends to business people who want to get into politics, uh, it's going to tell them all to stay away from it. You're not going to get Nelson Rockefellers running for for government. You're not going to get other wealthy people who want to get involved in the government because they know that all you need is a prosecutor saying, get Trump, get Trump. Uh, The name of my book, of course, I, I named it after her own campaign promise. And you see these television clips now where she is saying, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to go after him. I'm going to go after him. It's Stalinism when you have a prosecutor who says, basically, show me the man, Donald Trump, and I'll find you the fraud. And, uh, you know, thankfully, it's not criminal, but he's facing criminal charges as well. And there are corrupt elements in the criminal charges, too. This is all, in effect, election interference. It's all designed to prevent Trump from becoming the next president of the United States. Look, I don't mix my politics and my legal analysis. Um, you know, it doesn't matter whether you support Trump or oppose him. 
every American who cares about the Constitution should be opposed to this verdict. You know, and uh, Professor Dershowitz, we're just getting reactions coming in. This is from Trump attorney Alina Haba, and she says, if this decision stands, because of course they're going to appeal it, she says, it will serve as a signal to every single American that New York is no longer open for business. This is damning. I agree with you, and I think, you know, it, it says that you can't trust. Look, I have a friend who's a billionaire who does business, and he says he will never do business in China because in China, you know if there's going to be a lawsuit against the company, you know who's going to win. You know that the decision is not based on any judicial considerations. It's based on political considerations in Russia, in China, in Iran. And New York's going to get that reputation unless it does something about cases like this. And, you know, the twin case of this, obviously, is the criminal case that's going to be the first one. It's going to be the premier uh, um, district attorney Bragg's case, which is about the weakest criminal case I've ever seen. So, you know, the New York legal system, more than any other legal system so far, has been abused for partisan and political purposes. And it's a shame because those of us who love New York and everybody on this show loves New York, we don't want to see New York be turned into a banana republic. And Alan, that noise you hear now is the stampede of every New York real estate developer running down to Florida. I mean, if they're not allowed to, you know this, some people, it's a four cap, a six cap, my my building is worth what someone will pay me for it, okay. And it's especially what you said earlier. How did how do you justify these these this value with no damages? It's, isn't it usually a multiple of the the you know money that was misappropriated or stolen or whatever the damages? Isn't doesn't the judge sure. have to base it on something? Yeah, and when you compare it to his own under evaluation of Mar-a-Lago, he did worse under evaluation than anything he accused Trump of doing. I mean, as I've said before on the show, a bunch of us could chip in, come up with $18 million. Right now. Let's buy it right now. And let's flip it and we'll be rich. (laughs) Yeah. Right now we'll buy it. Also banned uh, Don Jr. and Eric uh, Trump from uh, serving as an officer of any company in New York State. I mean, I think they went uh, not a bit too far, a lot too far. And, and John, also, as as a real estate executive, as you are, this is stunning, don't you think? I mean, it is so subjective. And, and we've looked for cases, by the way, John. There's never been a case in New York State yeah. where they've gone after someone, John Katz. Yeah, it's just totally unreasonable. Why would anybody, why would any businessman want to live in New York State after this? Professor Dershowitz? And and nobody, nobody in their right mind would say that if he hadn't run for president, if he had just been Donald Trump, real estate developer, any of this would have happened. The only reason that he is being targeted is because he is a Republican in a Democratic city and a Democratic state, extremely unpopular in New York City. You know, thank God I don't have so much real estate in New York City. If I did, they'd be coming after me. Um, you know, uh, today. Anybody who supports uh, Trump's rights is a target, and they're coming after the lawyers. Uh, We're going to see more of this. We're going to see a new McCarthyism uh, that is developing in this country where they're targeting people based on their political affiliation, their ideological views, and it's spreading all over the country. It's spreading to academia where we're seeing kids targeted because they support Israel or because they support America, because they don't support the hard left. We're, our country is turning into a McCarthyite unfair place where people are judged not based on what they did or who they hurt, but based on who they are, what party they belong to, what identification they have. It's a very, very dangerous phenomenon. And this is this is the tip of, of a very, very deep iceberg. And let's go to Ed Cox. But one by uh, Professor, one by one, these cases are falling. Look what's happening with the Georgia case falling yeah. apart. Uh, really, you wonder if the prosecutors are going to go to jail. By, in the, that way, situation. by the way, Ed Cox, yeah, uh, for the you record, you guys, uh, uh, Tony Carbonetti, because yesterday Fannie Willis said she likes gray goose. Tony brought some gray goose in here I today. She was coming by today, so <laughs> I brought her some. You, you wouldn't. You wouldn't believe that the. Florida 
apart, that the uh, Fulton County case is falling apart if you watch CNN. <laughs> CNN, a bunch of cheerleaders, Laura Coates, uh, is talking about Fawny Hill as if she were a hero, as if this involved, oh, my God, a black woman. If this were if this were a white man, it never would have happened. Hell, of course it would have. If you had uh, Jack Smith having an affair and then bringing somebody on, of course the same thing would have happened. But in CNN, you can't imagine the gloating that they were engaged in and uh, and and how they were cheering for Forney Willis and how they were cheering for this result in this in this case. You know, CNN has really become part of the problem uh, now. And it, you know, misinforms millions of viewers. Thank God for your show where you can get, you know, the truth. You can get a balanced point of view from different perspectives. You can't get that anymore on CNN. Ed Cox? In the end, these prosecutors are affected by Trump derangement syndrome. They go over the top, and in the end, they fail. And they're did failing. You know that, go ahead. Did you know Preston. that I invented the term derangement syndrome? You probably don't know that. <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't know that. Everyone's using ago. it now, and it is certainly yeah. appropriate. Yeah. In this case, they've gone so far over the top. I think it's going to come back to it, just like the Bragg case. That will be coming up soon for trial. And again, that one is way over the top as any rational uh, legal charge. You. you know, I invented the concept, not in the context of Trump. <clears throat> this is before Trump became president. I, I devised a term called Israel derangement syndrome. I said you can talk to people like Noam Chomsky about anything intellectual, and he's very smart. You mention Israel, he gets Israel derangement syndrome. I wrote that. His brain becomes a scrambled egg, and you cannot talk to him rationally about any subjects. And now Israel derangement syndrome has devolved into Trump derangement syndrome. And they're both true. I know it. I know it from my friends because a lot of my friends have it. By the way, uh, Professor, did you see, um, uh, before we let you go, Harvard, this is the first time it's ever happened in American history. The House just subpoenaed Harvard because yeah. they said they're not turning all the documents over what they're doing to fight anti-Semitism. Bravo, right? Well, I would think that they could easily turn over all the documents about what they're doing about anti-Semitism. Nothing. The answer is we have no documents. Right. We're not doing anything. No responsive documents. Sorry. Anti-Semitism. How we're sad is that? About other kinds of discrimination, but not about discrimination against Jews. Discrimination, by the way, you know, the discrimination at Harvard has always been against Jews, against Italian Americans, Irish Americans, Asian Americans. There's been pervasive discrimination through the history of that school against various groups. Now it's manifested primarily by anti-Semitism. But, you know, you discriminate against one, you discriminate Mm -hmm. against all. Absolutely. Professor Alan Dershowitz, thank you so much for joining us on such a big news day. Thank you very much. And joining us now, we have Victoria Coates, former Deputy National Security Advisor to President Trump. Another big story today, Victoria. And we have in the studio Ed Cox. We have Tony Carbonetti, Governor David Patterson, and also John Katsimatidis joining us, too. Uh, Victoria, this big news about the Russian opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, dies suddenly in prison. He goes for a walk. It's minus 40 degrees. Uh, he's in a penal colony. He suddenly goes for a walk, and I guess there's no um, window to fall out of. So he suddenly dies, uh, which is just horrible what's happened. The president of the United States said three years ago, if Navalny dies in prison, there will be dire consequences for Russia. The president just about an hour ago, Victoria, came out and was asked by the press, what are you going to do? And he said, well, um, not really anything. Uh, essentially, wait for the autopsy. Yeah. In fact, he didn't even say he was going to do anything. Victoria, this is crazy. No, it really is, Rita, and great to be with you and John and that all-star team uh, during these difficult times. I think what you see here is directly challenging Biden. Uh, he did it about 10 days ago with the very provocative satellite launch, which stirred all the discussion of Russian nukes in space, and he's done it by showing that he feels he can act with impunity against Navalny, even given Biden's statements, which Putin is perfectly well aware of. And the president's response was to threaten Republicans in Congress, not Putin, and say history is watching and say that they are the ones who will be judged if they don't pass his bloated uh, Ukraine supplemental. And so that's just extraordinary to me that the president of the United States, who is on the record threatening dire consequences if this happens, is now instead of, of threatening Putin, he's threatening Republicans. 
you know, that's a great point. He was had more harsh words for Trump. Also, he singled him out. He said my predecessor. And he also had more harsh words for the GOP than he did for Putin. John Katsimatidis. I uh, say that again, uh, uh, Rita, yeah, that uh, Putin, let me tell you, he's going to say and do what he wants to do. It, it happens all the time. What was your specific question? Yeah, my question was, John, it's amazing because the press conference that just happened, uh, Biden had more harsh words for the House GOP and Trump, yet against Putin. And his whole point was oh, to Putin come out and went. condemn Putin. <laughs> yeah, but Putin endorsed him yesterday. Yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right, John. You are so right. Victoria, that's a great point. Yeah, he doesn't have so many supporters that Biden does it, that he can just, you know, turn away an endorsement like that. Yeah, he needs the votes. (laughs) Putin's sitting there saying, you've sanctioned everything you can sanction. You know, you've taken all the money you can from the oligarchs. What can you do to me? Nothing. Right. And they haven't even really. And LNG, you think about, you know, it's amazing. And John, you know this all too well. Here we are going after LNG, you know, everything happening. And Russia is getting all this money on gas. And yet today he has no new steps. He's not even reversing his policies, John. Yeah, it's uh, it's horrible. I've talked to so many people. We don't understand why what his attitude is in Russia and Iran and China it seems like uh uh I have to say it it doesn't seem like he's on the American side yeah Victoria oh no I mean that's that's precisely it and you know Putin is emboldened by something like the natural gas move uh this is what keeps him in business and what's really shocking is there was a report in the free beacon over the last two days that John Podesta, who's our new climate czar after John Kerry, and even more extreme than John Kerry, if such a thing is is even possible, uh, that his brother, Tony Podesta, lobbies for foreign natural gas companies who will benefit from this ban. So you have the guy implementing the policy to enrich his brother. I mean, it's like the Biden crime family all over again. This is how these people are acting. But what they aren't doing is acting in the national security interests of the American people. Governor Patterson. You know, it's kind of disturbing that when Biden was asked about the threat he made, he started talking about what he was doing for the last three years. Now, I think that's in the law what they call post hoke ergo proctor hoke. Meaning wow. in English, I, what does that yeah. mean? It means, that's a legal something. Yeah, or another. yeah, let's All right. Victoria, yeah, we're it, trying to figure it, it out. Victoria. It basically means you're addressing the situation before it happened. In other words, he did nothing. In other words, he knew (laughs) that he would eventually be killed, so he started the sanctions three years ago up to now. Otherwise, his statement is void because he didn't, he wasn't doing that because of what he thought was going to happen to Navalny. He's now using it as an explanation when they ask him what he's going to do about Navalny now that he's dead. Yeah, it's, uh, and you can contend, Victoria, what has he done for the last three years? I mean, it's it's tiddlywinks. He said minor incursion, Putin goes in. Uh, and what he was claiming was, well, they had 350,000 deaths fighting Ukraine. He's created this stalemate, Victoria. He has. And one of the reasons we're, we're in a stalemate rather than a Ukrainian victory is the way that he has sort of dribbled and dragged out the the assistance, and he hasn't brought the American people along. He hasn't made a convincing case as to why we should be investing this money in Ukraine's defense. But if we've got Russian nukes in the in space, we need to be investing in American defense. Uh, and he has not made that case, and the American people are rightly skeptical. But it's also you know, really defies uh, belief that he would be arguing that he's been so tough on Russia over the last three years. Look what I mean, Putin is acting with impunity. He's doing all the sorts of things that, you know, he has been expressly forbidden to do by President Biden. And there's there's literally no response. And I think, you know, you could uh, do a very serious sanctions regime against specifically Russian energy to get those molecules off the market, to truly punish uh, Putin, to put Xi on notice that if he keeps buying Russian energy, he's going to get sanctioned. But Biden hasn't done that. So the idea that he's 
he's been somehow tough on Russia is pretty laughable. One thing that he could do, as you're saying, he could enforce his sanctions, which he's not doing. And I believe it's for political purposes. More oil uh, going around the world. The lower oil prices are here. The lower gas prices are here in the United States. The better his chances for reelection. And John Katz, uh, the great expert on this. Your thoughts, John? Well, President Biden and our country is even letting them uh, uh, run their uh, – they're buying oil from other sources, too, and selling oil to other sources. I, I believe – Ed Cox might know. Uh, I believe Biden is selling some to England now. Sure, he is. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Selling it to England but not letting us use it domestically. This BS about sanctions is all BS. It's just – you know, wallpaper. Yeah. Victoria, go ahead real quick before we let you go. Yeah, no, it's 100 percent correct that, that what he's trying to do is keep oil prices low, gas prices low here at home with Russian energy, with Venezuelan energy and with Iranian energy. It's outrageous. It should be American energy. We should be unleashing our energy dominance against our enemies and in support of our friends, not turning a blind eye to enriching Putin. Absolutely. Victoria, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. And everybody stick with us here on Cats and Cosby on this big, busy news day. When we come back, we're going to talk with Steve Moore, get his take on the fact that Trump and his family now banned for doing business in New York. The big news of the day, that and a lot more after the break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Katz and Cosby. And by the way, this is pizza day here at WABC, the iconic Grimaldi's Pizza at the old Limelight Church in New York City. It is the official pizza of 77 WABC. And I would ask Governor Patterson how he likes the pizza, but he's enjoying it too much, I think, right now. Tony, what do you think? You were having some Grimaldi's. You're right here in the studio. I think I'll be here every Friday. Oh, every Friday, you said? I'll come back every Friday for pizza. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is great stuff. Isn't it awesome? And, and I used to go to Limelight as a kid, too. So I'm having flashbacks. Oh, my, John, you are missing the most amazing pizza here, my friend. FedEx pizza for Saturday morning in Florida. <laughs> That's a deal. That's a deal. Well, by the way, they said, um, sadly, the most expensive pizza, just there was a story that crossed, is in New York City. Can you? It's worth it, but it's though. the best pizza. Worth every cent. Not Grimaldi's. Grimaldi's. I'm just saying in general. Worth every penny. Worth every penny. And joining us now here to talk about pizza, but more importantly, persecution, is Steve Moore. Of course, he's the host of More Money, The Great Economist, 1 o'clock on WABC on Saturdays. More money. And and before I go to you, Steve, I got to hear John talk, uh, do his famous line about Grimaldi's and Anthony, who runs it. Give us one, John. Anthony! (laughs) (laughs) Friday would not be complete without hearing John say that. We love that. Um, Steve, uh, in all seriousness, what an enormous news day this has been. Uh, Donald Trump just ordered to pay $355 million and barred from New York business because of this case. Your reaction about the impact on his businesses, too, Steve? Well, first of all, I just want to say that I'm very upset that when I come into the studio there on uh, 
uh, on a third Avenue. I don't get pizza. So what's going on here? I mean, come on. We're going to have to work on that. Steve, you got to come All on right. a Friday. Friday is there the official go. pizza Friday. day. Right. Come on. I'll be there next Friday. So this, is a, this is very serious business. Uh, here's a guy who built New York City, who played a bit just like John Cassavetes. He helped build this great city of, uh, of Manhattan. Uh, and this was one of the most outrageous miscarriages of justice I've ever heard of. I mean, for the, they're basically saying that he inflated the value of his properties. I've been out, by the way, to, to the Mar-a-Lago property. He bought that. It's probably inflated by 10 times in his value today. And, and by the way, I mean, <laughs> this is so crazy. Nobody overstates the value of their property, because if you do that, you have to have, pay a higher property tax. The other thing that, to remember is that you know, if you buy a home or you buy a property, and I want John Katz to weigh in on this, uh, you know, you may say, oh, my home is worth uh, $2 million, but the person who buys it is going to have an appraiser come in. <laughs> You're not going to take the word of the person who's selling it. You're going to have the property appraised. So uh, it, what this shows is that uh, in New York, uh, John, Don Trump, Donald J. Trump cannot get a fair trial. Uh, John, go ahead. Your reaction. Uh, I don't think it's a fair trial. Uh, before any lender, uh, every any bank lends him money, the bank is obligated to get their own appraiser. They do not rely on the customer's appraiser. And, uh, right. uh, and uh, you know, it's just, you know, I could say I love that car or I love that car right. and I think that car is worth a million dollars. It doesn't right. mean it's worth a million dollars. Right. Right. John, that's the point I was going to make. You don't say my building's worth a hundred million. Give me fifty million. The bank doesn't take your word for it. They get an appraiser. Absolutely not. Yes. Yeah. I mean, right. it's it, ridiculous. It, it, it does not make any common sense. It makes uh, New York State uh, the enemy of uh, of business, business people. The business. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, Steve Moore. Yeah. No. I mean, John is absolutely right. I mean, they're chasing people left and right out of the city. So many people who are, you know, millionaires and billionaires built New York City, built Wall Street, are being chased out by the high taxes and the high hostility of business. Uh, who, after this decision comes down, uh, would ever want to invest in New York when they basically, basically, if I understand correctly, Rita, they're saying he can't do business in New York anymore. I mean, come on. This is a guy who wrote the book on the art of the deal, and he can't do business in the greatest city in the world. And they're well, going after his sons. To. They're also, Steve, going after his sons who also play a role in the business. So they're, they're like not trying to just squash him. They're going after his family, Steve Moore. Yep. And they did that. Did you notice they did that when he was president? They went after his family members. And, and it is uh, I, I, I feel sick about it uh, What this man goes through. And, and I now more than ever, I hope he is the next president of the United States. The only revenge is to win in November. I think he's going to. I think the average American looks at this. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, independent. I don't care if you're conservative, liberal. This is a miscarriage of justice. It is It is weaponizing the justice system against people they disagree with. We're turning into communist Russia, for goodness sakes. And, and Steve, this is the center of capitalism, financial capital of the world that is known to have a honest judiciary that calls it as it is. And you can rely on New York law to do your international contracts under, even if it has no contacts with New York, that reputation is now just out the window. This and the Bragg case have destroyed that, plus the corruption of our highest yes. courts with respect to redistricting. We, our judiciary has a long way to go to regain its reputation. And that's and let me just add, New York. you're exactly right. And let me just add a couple of things to this. I know we're running out of time here. Rita, first of all, how in the world could they possibly uh, go after Donald Trump for, uh, you know, uh, holding on to these uh, these documents when the when the judge in the in the Biden case basically just said he's guilty. He just doesn't have any memory and he's too senile to, to be uh, held responsible. So they're still going after him on that one. And then, you know, the other case uh, in Georgia it's unbelievable. I mean, the prosecutor is completely corrupt, as we found out yesterday. And, and they're going to process. I mean, none of these cases stand up. Yeah, they're crazy. And, John, I know I'm, you're leaving us shortly. Uh, your final thoughts, John? Uh, my final thoughts is uh, I think somebody in, in the state should stand up and say uh, this is a little bit over too far-fetched. I mean, somebody in the state has to 
have the ability to stand up, whether it's the governor or whether uh, somebody, right. because there's, there's no rule of law. And by the way, we have a governor in the house here who wants to say something, Governor Patterson. John, unfortunately, uh, the reaction that's being recorded from people around the state, uh, you know, in the Democratic Party is supportive of this. And, oh, my, and my warning to everyone about this is whatever you do that you think you're doing to your adversary, they'll find a way to do it to you. Yeah, and then maybe yeah, the point will be driven home that this is not the way you handle legal matters. Yeah, great points. Great points. Um, it was, it was the pizza that inspired me. Wait, by, by the way, by the way, John, it was the Grimaldi pizza that inspired Governor Patterson, he just said. <laughs> uh, how about uh, how about our Goya beans? I need some Goya beans. Do you have any hot news from Goya beans? By the way, here it is. Here is the hot news. And also, first, here is Steve. I just want to make sure we say thank you to you. And your show is more money. And one it is tomorrow. one o'clock tomorrow. More money. And John, before we go, do you have any final words about Anthony? Uh, from from Grimaldi's. I love that pizza. I really do. Yeah, and I think and, we need uh, to hear. Do we need to hear him say Anthony again, you guys? Of course, we're waiting. Anthony. <laughs> John, thank you so much. We love you and safe travels, my friend. Thanks so much. Thank and, he, and here is our hot. It's the top news of the day, sponsored by Goya. Here's Rita Cosby. And as you just heard here on Cats and Cosby, former President Trump is being ordered to pay a staggering $355 million in his New York State civil fraud trial. He's also banned from doing business in New York State for three years. Trump was found liable for civil fraud after allegedly inflating the value of his assets. Trump's team says they will appeal immediately and that this is a witch hunt. Kansas City police say two juveniles have been charged in connection to the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade that left one person dead and 22 injured. They're being held at a juvenile detention center. And President Biden is praising a Russian opposition leader who reportedly died suddenly behind bars. The president said that Alexei Navalny was brave for standing up to corruption and violence carried out by Russian President Putin's government. Biden also added that Putin is responsible for Navalny's death and said it's proof of the Russian president's brutality. But Biden did not issue any new sanctions or any new steps against Putin. And everybody, those are your Goya top, top, top stories of the day. And you know how much we love our Goya beans. And we also love Grimaldi's. Gov is going to have another slice. I can tell he's got that look in his eyes. And when we come back, we are going to be talking to Judge Andrew Napolitano to get his take on the big news of the day. This very stunning decision coming from New York State going up against President Trump. That and a lot more after the break. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Katz and Cosby. A huge news day as, again, a New York State judge has ordered former President Donald Trump to pay a whopping $355 million, also temporarily banning him from doing business in the state of New York. Uh, let's go straight to Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge Napolitano, what do you make of this decision? Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it being reversed in the appellate division, Rita and, uh, and John. Justice uh, Engeron has been appealed six times in this case, two before the trial and four during the trial. And in all six cases, he was reversed. I mean, the fundamental error here is the statute is profoundly unconstitutional because it seeks a remedy where there is no wrong. Uh, nobody was harmed uh, a nickel. Everybody was paid back. In fact, the banks that he supposedly uh, deceived uh, had officers on the witness stand who said under oath, we would do business with them again tomorrow. This is the problem with a runaway legislature. Now, the statute's 100 years old, but the legislature 100 years ago gave one of Letitia James' predecessors 
the power to sue whoever that predecessor wanted just because the person was wealthy, uh, whether or not the person actually harmed anyone. This is not the way the American system is supposed to work. Where there's a wrong, there's a remedy. Where there's no wrong, where there's no harm, the court and the legislature cannot require a remedy. And everybody, we're talking to Judge Andrew Napolitano, Ed Cox. And over that 100-year period, attorney generals of New York State used it very, very carefully, only in very select cases that were not political, to run someone out of the financial sector who's really doing harm and would not challenge the constitutionality of the statute. And the, so, so th- this is... This that, is a, that is correct. This was a blatantly political use of the statute by a woman who promised when she was running for office, she would get him. She would sue him. She would make life miserable for him. Why? Because she doesn't like his politics, because she doesn't like his wealth. She doesn't like his personality, whatever it is. None of those things is a valid basis to use the power of the state to extract wealth from somebody who's <clears throat> lawfully legitimately acquired it. You know, uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano, I was looking this up. This is interesting. And I think uh, I think you and I were working together during all this. O.J. Simpson was found civilly liable for killing two people. Remember, this was the civil trial. The deaths of Nicole Brown uh, and Ron Goldman. The court found him $33 million as a penalty there in that case, right? Remember again, for killing two people. And yet here is Trump on this business issue that's so questionable and he's getting ordered to pay $355 million? Where's the justice? You 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 make a, a great point. This just does not unless you are blinded by hatred for Trump because you don't like his politics, you don't like his personality, you're jealous of his wealth. This just strikes the average American, the typical New Yorker, as wrong, wrong, wrong. Who did he harm? Nobody. Nobody was harmed. The banks, as I said, all t- took the stand and said they would lend money to him again. It's a runaway legislature. It's a judge who should have invalidated the statute. It's profoundly unconstitutional. It's a judge who should have said, well, let's see, the Constitution guarantees a jury trial if $20 is involved. This is $364 million. There should have been a jury trial here. There should have been no trial here because this the statute is misguided. And the and the prosecutor uh, was motivated by politics. And Tony Carbonetti. Right. If you had gone in front of a, a jury, you could make all these arguments. You could even show cases of default with some of the banks and say, hey, right. these people obviously overinflated the the, uh, the uh, asset value. OK, this guy paid his loans. You know, Tony, the judge ruled before the trial started that as a matter of law, Trump was guilty of deception. So the only issue at trial was not did he do it. He never had a chance to take the stand and deny that he did it. The only issue at trial was how much money does he owe? The entire system was rigged against him. Look, I'm against, I'm not a New Yorker. I'm a New Jersey guy. I had a lifetime appointment to the bench. I'm in favor of judges being scrutinized for their legal skills and then appointed for life. I'm not in favor of judges and prosecutors running for office promising to get people because mm-hmm. this is the end result of that. Yeah, really scary. By the way, for the mm-hmm. record, um, you know, on the Fannie Willis case, I just want you to know, Judge Napolitano, remember yesterday she came out and said she likes Grey Goose and her lover, Nathan Wade, likes wine. Remember, we learned way too much about her that we. And so Tony today brought in Grey Goose vodka. As I a thought tribute you were her. inviting her in. <laughs> I, I thought she was going to be here today. I was mistaken. A, a, Tony not only has a renowned sense of humor, he has a renowned sense of generosity. <laughs> I thought she was showing up today. I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> Get the bookers on that. <laughs> Judge Napolitano, thank you. Always great to have you here, my friend. Uh, pleasure, guys. Have a nice week and all the best. Take care. Thank you so much. And everybody now here on Cats and Cosby. Uh, boy, uh, when we see some of the latest crimes that have been happening in New York City, some devastating crimes, and we've been seeing these ruthless gangs, the Guys, I should, I, I can, I want to say thugs because these are the two teenagers that so far have been kind of taken in for beating the NYPD cops. Turns out at least two of them, there was a group of them, were tied to a ruthless Venezuelan gang. 
And a lot of these gangs are coming in with a number of the folks that are crossing our borders right now. It's just a reminder how dangerous it is. And joining us now to talk about all of this is retired DEA special agent in charge, Derek Maltz. Derek, it's great to have you here. And I want to get your reaction because there are these headlines now about all these horrible gangs that are committing crimes in New York and that like the Venezuelan gang is partnering with MS-13. These are two very brutal gangs. What's happening? Well, Rita, thank you for having me once again. Well, like President Trump said very clearly in the news repeatedly that these countries are exporting the worst of the worst from from prison, from the gangsters, the rapists, right? And now we're starting to see some of the impact, but this is just the beginning, okay? So Trend de Aragua is a very violent, very nasty gang operating all over New York City, right? They were involved with robberies, kidnappings, all types of extortion, murders, drug trafficking. They're operating in Florida. They're operating in the border, Chicago. They're operating in South America, and they're expanding. And they're expanding because there's no fear. There's no fear of punishment. There's no accountability. Now, with MS-13, they're leaving Venice. I'm sorry. They're leaving El Salvador at record levels because the president of El Salvador has prisons that are deterrents because he's very tough on crime. There's like 100 prisoners in one cell, and all these MS-13 savages, as you said before, don't want to spend time in jail in El Salvador, so they're coming to America because they know in this country they don't even go to jail. They get out on bail. And like the the mayor of, I'm sorry, the police commissioner of New York City made a statement this week, and I stole the line, there's ghost criminals all over this country, not just New York. And that's because we don't know who they are. We don't know what they're doing. We know they're violent, and we know they have no fear. So all Americans, whether you're Republican or Democrat, you better be aware of what's going on in your neighborhoods. Yeah, that's really powerful. We're talking to retired DEA special agent in charge, Derek Maltz, Ed Cox. So how do they build their gangs here? Uh, you know, a lot of young people going across the border looking for jobs, looking for something to belong to. Is that the way these gangs build themselves? These gangs are already established. They are super violent and they're operating in these countries, and they're causing chaos and destruction in their own countries. They came here because they want to have freedom. They want to have the freebies that come along with immigrants that come into this country, so taxpayers have to pay for these violent gangs in many cases. So they're already assembled. But one of the problems we're going to start seeing is the turf battles in New York City and other places because these new gangs are going to try to take over the territory of the existing gangs that we've had for years in New York and other cities. So you start having a lot more shootings, a lot more innocent people will be, you know, hurt from this this gang activity. And that's the problem when you have a wide open border and you have no idea who's in your country. And how are these, what are these uh, gangs armed with? I mean, they're well organized. Are these automatic weapons or what are they going to be uh, having their 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 fights with? These gangs have any type of weapon that's available out there, especially in the black market. I mean, you just have to look at some of the videos. The Mexican cartels, they're using drones with explosives. They're, they're using all military-grade weapons. So God only knows what's here. There's an old saying, you don't know what you don't know, and that's the problem with this administration. They're just letting anybody into this country from over 180 different countries, so we don't know what's here. And we're going to find out because the police are going to be reacting to crimes. Like that poor 52-year-old woman that was dragged on the streets of New York City from them animals on the moped. Okay? This is why this country is going to be destabilized because between those gangs and the Chinese military-aged men that are in this country at record levels coming over the border, with the fentanyl crisis, this is exactly what the Communist Party of China and these other countries around the world want to see happening to this country. And shame on this administration Shame on the Secretary of Homeland Security because this is disgusting and all Americans should be pissed off. Yeah, absolutely. It is really troubling. And we're seeing it just increasing over and over again. And then they get out, uh, in many cases, with no bail. Or in this latest case, there was a church a church that actually put up the $15,000 bail for one of the guys. But I wanted to get back to what Derek just said, the fentanyl crisis. Okay, We all sat and watched with horror. Over the years, the COVID, the COVID numbers every day they were showing you to deaths. Well, you know what? 
Those don't exist anymore. But you know what still does exist? The fentanyl deaths. And no one's giving that. How come that's not on TV every night? Okay, those numbers are going up, and they're teenage kids. They're young adults. Well, let, let's go back. I've been doing this for seven years with the families, and I work with them closely. And it's not just like 13-year-olds. We have a lot of one-year-olds now, like in New York City in the daycare center. But it's happening around the country because fentanyl is everywhere. And those Kansas City Chiefs fans that were frozen in the backyard, when the autopsy results came back, cocaine and fentanyl. There was just four dead in the house in Lake Tahoe. There was another four dead in Utah, I believe it was. No, Dayton, the University of Dayton, I'm sorry. We have these mass poisonings all over the country, and nobody's talking about it. But what's disgusting is that during COVID, we saw how many cases every night, how many deaths every night, and we can't even get the amount of poisonings in this country. You know how many people are being saved every day from, from Narcan? But we don't even know what those numbers are. No, like, you're right. is dysfunctional. Derek, you are so right. Uh, those numbers should be up. I, I agree. Uh, people need to know. But this administration doesn't want to pay attention to it because then it reminds everybody of the open border. Um, Derek Maltz, thank you very, very much. Such an important topic. And keep fighting the good fight, Derek. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thank you for having me. Have always great to have you. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Roger Stone, who's got reaction to what happened in court today with Trump and so much more. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. We continue with Ed Cox, of course, New York State GOP chair. Again, we love him so much we had to bring him back. Um, and also Tony Carbonetti, former chief of staff to Rudy Giuliani and former governor David Patterson, who loves the Grimaldi's pizza. That's why he always comes in on Friday. We know that. We know that. But we continue now talking to now Roger Stone on this big news day. Um, Roger, of course, you have your great show every Sunday, 4 to 6 p.m. on WABC. And then tomorrow, because you had such blockbuster numbers on right versus left, you and Anthony Weiner, you're going to be on again tomorrow. I can't wait. It is must-listen radio. 4 to 5 p.m. tomorrow, right versus left, you and Anthony Weiner. And Roger, first of all, your reaction to this stunning news that just came down, a New York judge ordering former President Donald Trump to pay hundreds of millions of dollars and temporarily banning him from business in New York State. You know, I think most people see through this, Arita. I mean, Donald Trump first and his family and his companies being prosecuted under law in which no one has ever been prosecuted previously. And there is no victim. He borrowed millions of dollars. He paid the millions of dollars back with very handsome interest. Everyone made money. Uh, People see this for what it is. It's a politically motivated prosecution designed to interfere in the next upcoming presidential election. In these civil cases, I think Across the country, outside of New York State, this is playing to the president's benefit. He looks like what he is, a victim. Yeah, you know, that's the uh, the big question, and I agree with you. It seems like every time these over-the-top decisions come, Roger, he just gets emboldened. And, and you know what I think about, Roger? What other person almost in America could take all the incoming that he's taking? He's got the Bragg case. Uh, you got the Fannie Willis case. You got the classified documents in Florida. You got the D.C. election case. And now you got this, uh, which is, I just pointed out, the decision that she just, that they just came down with, Judge Engeron, uh, is ten times the amount of what O.J. Simpson got civilly for being liable for the death of two people. By the way, Raj, hold on one second. We've got some breaking news. Here is New York Attorney Again. General Letitia James speaking. Let's listen in. Every hardworking American who plays by the rules. Donald Trump and the other defendants were ordered to pay $463.9 million dollars. That represents $363.9 million in disgorgement, plus $100 million in interest, which will continue to increase every single day until it is paid. Donald Trump, the former chief financial officer of the Trump Organization, Alan Weisselberg, and the former controller of the Trump Organization, Jeffrey McConney, are each banned from serving as an officer or director 
of any New York company for three years. And that is Letitia James. By the way, Roger, did you just hear it? She included the $100 million interest. What is your reaction, Roger? Oh, well, isn't that the same attorney general or I should say candidate for attorney general who basically ran on a platform of getting Donald Trump before she had any evidence? She she may regret this because, in all honesty, I've examined her financial filings with the state. I've got a lot of questions about how she's gone from being not worth much to being worth millions and millions of dollars. So, uh, you know, I, I think she needs to now be held, held to uh, uh, the same standard. In all honesty, uh, she's a hyper partisan. I think people recognize that. Here's the real point. I think this this decision gets overturned. Uh, on appeal. Uh, Ed Cox, your reaction? There's, there's no doubt that it does. Uh, and I, if it does not, we're in deep trouble here with our judiciary here in New York State. And uh, David Patterson, Governor David Patterson. Well, I'm not as sure as the, my two predecessors that that's going to happen. But I think the worst, uh, the uh, it's very likely that the uh, penalties will be reduced. Because the the numbers are becoming outrageous. I, she, she's talking about disgorgement. Disgorgement of what? Yeah, I, I mean that's a, yeah. I mean, you go wait a minute, right? She doesn't know what she's talking about, and she's the attorney general because she's only thinking politically. And this is the first time in New York State they've actually gone after people. Have looked even Jonathan Turley was referring to it essentially as a banana republic. He used the term it is a persecution, not a prosecution. And they can't find another case in New York State where you've gone after somebody like this. Uh, Roger Stone, your final thoughts, my friend. Uh, you know, Donald Trump is the toughest person I've ever met. I mean, look, I worked for Ed's uh, father-in-law, President Richard Nixon. He was a very tough guy. He clawed his back way back from political oblivion to the greatest single political comeback in American history. Uh, I worked for Senator Bob Dole, one of the greatest men of the 20th century. He was a tough guy, too, but neither one of them nearly as tough or as resilient or as determined or as confident of Donald Trump. So I still put my money on Trump, not only to uh, accede over these uh, this tsunami of lawfare against him, but to be elected the next president of the United States. And hey, Roger Cox? Stone, President Nixon valued your advice, and I have to say, so did Donald Trump, because you were one of the first to recognize, except for Donald Trump, that he, as a businessman, could run, run directly for the presidency, and you told me that early on in the game. You know, Ed, Roger uh, knows. Roger Stone gave me advice when I was governor. Don't run. <laughs> <laughs> That's the advice I wish he'd given me. <laughs> no, never. You're the. You were great. You were great, Roger. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Everybody tune in again. Roger tomorrow, blockbuster encore performance, uh, right versus left, four to five p.m. on WABC. And then on Sunday, four to six p.m. Roger, thank you. Rita, Governor, Ed, everybody, thank you. Thank you so thank you. much. Thank you. And you guys, boy, after today, what do we stand for here on Cats and Cosby? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless everybody and pray for New York.